Hello and welcome for the fourth episode of Days and Reviews. I'm your host, Owen Hart. Join with me as always is my permanent guest, Will McDonald. What's up? And today we're going to do something that nobody has ever thought of doing. <laughs> we are going to rank our top ten movies of the year. We are innovators and groundbreakers when it comes to movie discussions and podcasting. We are paving a way. Um, I'll just add a few housekeeping things though before we get that started. The feed has changed. It used to be uh, the Upfake Hour, which was a uh, weekly NBA talk with an occasional movie talk. It has since changed to Days and Reviews, which is weekly movie talk with some NBA talk. Because like we talked about it, we realized that like 82 games, six, seven months, like there's the slog fest in the months. There's not really a lot to talk about. And we can talk about movies anytime. We can think of any topic throughout the, any pantheon of movie history. So that's kind of where we settled on that. And Siri just turned on. I don't want to talk to you, Siri. Fuck off. Uh, so that's what's going on. We're still, I think we're going to lean more towards once a week shows than two times a week shows. That was a lot. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on. How's it going? It's going well. Oh, that, that made it sound like you were going to say something else. I'm like, pumped. You pumped? Okay. So like I said, we're going to do our top 10 movies of the year, as it says in the description. You heard me say, um, well, how many movies did you do this year? 10? I saw 16. 16. <laughs> yeah, so you have to be a, I feel, <laughs> I don't know, dude. My top 10 is garbage. I like, don't want. Making your top 10 list is like winning a championship in the 50s NBA yeah. when there was like six teams in the league. Exactly. That's basically the equivalent of what's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. So do you, I was going to talk about the movies I didn't see once I got to my number two because I was saying like, what's not on the list. But you want, I want to just give movies that like well, we didn't get a chance. I want to say immediately what I haven't seen just so I don't. All right. I'll go in this. So I'll, I'll you go first. So like the movies that you didn't get a chance to see, whether so or not it was time. On my phone at the start of every year, I, ha- I make a note page called Need to See Movies. And there's six movies that were on the note page that I didn't end up seeing. How many so, movies were on that note page? That you said whenever you I see, see a trailer, I like I or like if okay. I if I That's hear a about lot. a movie. That's so a it's a lot. So, but however, it's it's also not a lot because I don't like movies and I'm very like like you I don't know, go to see a movie unless I know I'm gonna like it, unless I'm convinced otherwise. So like the six movies that I didn't see this year that I really wanted to slash will be on everyone else's top tens, 1917, which I'm actually seeing in two days. So that's gonna be dope. Um, the Lighthouse, which I'm mad at myself for not seeing. Honey Boy, uh, Hala, uh, Ford v Ferrari, and Uncut Gems. So what is, that, what is Hala? It's a story of actually. You know what? You look it up. I don't know. You can't tell me what it's about. No, nope, I'm not gonna say it. Just look it up. It looks interesting. Hala. Is that like some slang thing? No. Holla. No, it's not at all. Okay. Oh Damn. my god. That's what it sounds like. Holla. No, it's holla. Is it, I can't do the sound. Is it like Jewish Hebrew shit? No, it's 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 about I don't wanna like get I don't know much about like Islamic culture, like Muslim Muslim culture. Is that, what is it about? But it's about like Muslim girls okay, and okay, okay. like stuff she faces. All right, so, okay, cool. I hadn't heard about that movie. Yeah, it came out. Almost a year. It came out in January of 2019, and I just never – I forgot about it somehow. It was like – but I want to see it. So. Right. Uh, for my movies, I didn't see uh, – first off, we're going to start with uh, John Wick 3. Didn't get the chance to I see that see one. That. I've seen 17 movies. Jesus Christ. Uh, we're going to end the show. Oh, I saw 30 movies this year. <laughs> John Wick 3. I haven't seen the second one, though. Uh, I really liked the first one. Didn't hear great things about the second one. Heard great things about the third one. Um, Marriage Story. Didn't see all those Netflix ones was kind of like, I'll wait till Oscar season, then I'll cram them in. Like, I'd rather see the theater movies beforehand, yeah. even though I had no excuse not to because they're on Netflix because I could just watch them at home. Uh, Marriage Story, High Life, I didn't see. I heard about it like like a week ago and it looks awesome. You know what High Life is? Yeah. It's a Robert Pattinson movie where like basically they send like uh, like felons as like to jail like in space. It's like space jail. They just send them after they go like live there. But it's like a it's like a it's like a slow moving drama with like his daughter in this like like space jail kind of thing. And it looks really interesting. I also want to say I didn't see Dolomite is my name or Ad Astra. I just wanted uh, to add those two. Ad Astra is even like a like a, I didn't see it thing. Like I, like I'm not even meant. I didn't no, see I it. But I want to get all that. the movies that I've heard are really good yeah. out of the way because I don't want to act like. Because some of my movies in my top 10 are certainly not as good as those. I just haven't seen them. Uh, I didn't see The Lighthouse. Never got the chance to. 
Didn't see Jojo Rabbit. Wanted to really bad. 1917. Got limited release Christmas Day. I didn't know it was limited release Christmas Day. I looked up Christmas Day showtimes. Didn't see 1917. I was pissed all Christmas. And then The Two Popes. Didn't see that, but it's on Netflix. I didn't see that either. Yeah, Two Popes. So I'll, I'll probably watch that come February, right before the uh, 91st, 92nd, 91st Academy Awards. Oh, <sighs> People care. I don't Did you see the Golden Globes? I saw his monologue. His monologue was, was great. Oh, him. my fucking God. I love him. He was just like, listen, don't make a speech. All right? Just take your little trophy. All right? And and, and wave a little bit. You're going to fend all of our British fans. No, I'm not. I'm British. Actually, you are all of our British fans. I am. Just yeah. a quick break. Like, if I, if you go to the analytics of our show, there's one percent that's UK. Is I that? I don't watch the show. So it's not you. You aren't the one percent UK thing. No, because I don't know who the fuck they. Like USA, show. yeah, but like I don't know. I don't so know. I don't know who the fuck's listening to the show in the UK. Or All something. right, well. Uh, but yeah, that that up. that that monologue was fucking great. It was brilliant. It was so stop. <laughs> that's not even how he sounds. He has like more no, of like I a. Can't do a like, the, like, there's different British accents. I know. There's like Dude, 50. You don't have to fucking tell me. No, I'm not telling you. I'm just telling you, like, it's just crazy. There's like 50 different British accents. But then we think about it, there's like 50 different American accents. Yeah, there's so many accents. Have you seen that like Vanity Fair video of like the guy breaking down all the movie accents? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really fun to watch. So, yeah, there's a few of those. I've watched all of them. Yeah, they're all really interesting. But yeah, the, the, when he talks about the like, uh, if ISIS started a, like a streaming service, you'd call your agent. That's fucking hilarious. And he was shitting on who did he call out to? Oh, the fucking uh, college scandal. Do I even call the seven movies that aren't in my top ten honorable mention? Only if they're good. They're like just because really. you saw them doesn't mean that they're honorable mention. Uh, the Golden Globes are trash though. Like they really yeah, are. I mean, I care about them just because they're a film awards that don't have any prestige, but yet they kind of do. It's yeah. like whenever you see like a Blu-ray cover, it's like oh, like one four Golden Globes. It's like cool. It's like I was about to make a joke that would have been a little mean, but I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah. Okay. So two popes is my last one. And then uh, once I get to two, I'm going to get my honorable mentions and then my dishonorable mentions. I have a couple of those. There's no like, I mean, again, I like for people like us who spend money at the movies, we kind of avoid bad movies, but there's still movies I came out of and I was like, uh, yeah, that was bad. Or like, so yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of that. All right. How do you want to do this? Do you want to do one for one? Go 10 through like, I don't do, how do you want to go one for one? All right. One for one. All right. So, Will McDonald's going to lead us off with his number 10 movie of the year. I'm glad you reminded me because I forgot I saw John Wick 3, but that's definitely my number 10. Number 10. Okay. Because, because I didn't see it. Talk about it. I know. Because it was better than all of the movies below it, but it wasn't as good as my, I didn't like it as much as my number nine. I'm, I'm basing this on what I liked the most. You know what? Like, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm a very average casual movie goer. So. I, no, I disagree. I think no 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 like, you are above average. No, I'm not. Dude, you are on the top like twenty percent oh, of God, movies. Don't say that. Dude, do you know how many people just like go to the movie theater like what's playing? When can we see it? It's like it's like dude, there's, right. there's so many people in the country. Okay. You are in the top twenty percent of moviegoers. I it should I just say the other movies that won't be in my top ten real quick because there's six. Yeah, no, if they're not, yeah. If okay. all, no, if the honorable mentions save them, but if they're just random. Oh, no, no, I have no honorable mentions. No honorable. Mentions. I saw seventeen movies. Okay. Wait, wait, you know that movie that I texted you about that I saw the other yes. night? Don't mention that one. Okay. Don't mention that one. I just, I just, I'll just say I, when you get to number two, I'll just say the movies that I saw that didn't make the top. 10. Okay, cool. Okay, number ten, I have John Wick three. Uh, the story of me seeing this is funny. I texted this girl that I met at a thing in college. She, she goes to the yeah, and I was like, "Do you want to hang out?" And this is this is when I okay. So for anyone listening, movies. Worst date idea. The best. No, I don't the, get the it. best. The base. The be, eh, base. The worst dates are movies, ice skating. If you can't skate, which I can't, and like those are the two that are terrible dates. And there's probably more. I don't know. Like museums, probably terrible. This is in. But no, okay. no my apologies. Out. And then mini golf or in bowling. Those are the two best dates. Or just grabbing food. But I'm saying if you want to do something, mini golf and bowling, mini or Dave and Buster's, that would be fun as hell too. Anyway, I went to see John Wick three with this girl, right? And I completely screwed my chances because I was so invested in this movie. I didn't look at her or anything, right? Like, we got to the movie theater, like, we did all the weird middle school bullshit where it's like, hey, little, like, side hug. Like, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Nice to see you. And instead of, like, talking to her and, like, getting a chance to feel her out, right, I saw John McThree. And if I saw, like, a shitty movie, then I would have been good. I would have been, like, looking over, cracking jokes and, like, messing with, like, the movie and stuff. And it would have been a good date and we probably would have talked again after it. But I was invested in this damn movie. And so this is probably why I forgot I saw it. It was such a tra traumatizing because this girl was so cute. Wait, so you haven't talked to her since? 
No, well, yeah, I t- well, no, I texted her like a few days after. I was like, hey, like, do you want to hang out or something? And she like said like, like I don't know. She made this like weak excuse. Like, like it, it, it seemed like it was an excuse. And you know me, like if it seems like something, I'm not gonna push it. You know, I don't want to be that creepy guy in every girl's stories. They all have one. So, John McThree is my ten. <laughs> I have like so many questions. That's my ten. Uh, for uh, just a, a social message. Dates are te- movies are terrible dates. Yeah, terrible. Why is the it. biggest date in the world? Unless it's Netflix. Unless they add someone's well, house. That's, that's that's a different thing. Entirely. Uh, yeah, yeah. But why is the biggest date in the world the thing where you're not interacting with the other person for two hours? I'm hit. Like, and if you and if you are interacting with the other person for two hours, you shouldn't be in that fucking movie theater. I'm hit. Like uh, theater. I, I, that's that's part of the description yeah, writing. There's no, a, there's a, so bowling for winter, or mini yeah. golf for nice weather. Those are the yeah. two dates. There's a there's a bit. Dave and Buster's man, it never fails. True, I like Dave and Buster's a lot. Uh, shout out who botched me to go to Dave Buster's. Um, fucking, that's a good one. Good one hunting does a bit about that where she asked me if he wants to go get a cup of coffee. And he's like, oh, why don't we do something? It's just yeah, arbitrary. Yeah. Like, there's so many arbitrary gating rules that are so dumb. Yeah, John Wick 3. Okay. That's it. Glad you reminded me because I forgot because of that experience. All right. My number 10 is Parasite. What? I'm assuming that's going to be much, oh much different. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. As he walks out of studio to go, okay. Parasite, directed by Bong Joon-ho, who is most famous for directing Snowpiercer, the Chris Evans movie that came out 2013, I think. Uh, he's definitely a great filmmaker and somebody who I'm going to see every movie he makes. But just this movie, like, it's that number 10 because it was better than my honorable mentions, but just, I didn't, I don't feel like I'm going to watch it again. I feel like I'm going to watch my 9 through 1 many more times, where I feel like Parasite, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it anymore. Um, and then there's another thing that I would love to talk to Will about, but he left the studio. I'll throw him under the bus. You guys don't know. A lot of times, Will just will leave studio and do like the like, keep it like stall for me while I go like do something. And I don't know what he does, and I usually don't tell him. But I'm gonna tell you guys straight up. He just left, and uh, I don't appreciate that because I would love to have a conversation with him about Parasite. May I'll talk to him about it when he talks about it at his number, whatever it is. I'm assuming it's in his bottom five. But Parasite is it's great. It's um it's funny too, but it's also kind of like it 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 it, it plays with you. Like it plays it subverts your expectations a little bit. It's very well made. It's um, there's just so much to it. This movie has a lot in it that kind of needs to be impacted. Um, I didn't really talk about my full thoughts on Parasite because I've figured out I threw you under the bus. I told them that you left. And I, you do this all the time. Whereas, like, I th- I, I did not cover for you this time. I was like, no, this fucker left and made me stall for him. So <laughs> I'll talk more about how I feel about Parasite when we get to it on your list. Um, okay, that's my number ten. <clears throat> my number nine. Yeah, you're number nine. I I can't stress enough. I'm not like some movie critic. These are just I'm ranking these based on what would I want. Like right now, would I want to watch something? You uh-huh. know, or like do I whatever. So number nine for me. And this is gonna this is gonna be weird. Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Okay, that that that's a that's a that's a curveball. Do you, I have the book here? Like I, I am biased. I'll, See, I didn't even know that was a. I I know, I know nothing about modern horror movies. Like no no no, we don't need to do this. No, no yeah, I can still talk. Okay. Oh, it's right there. Okay. I mean, it's in one of these two. Uh, one of these. Well, because I have a shelf over there. It's, this is the sports shelf. No, but scary stories to tell in the dark. It's just it, you're walking was, further and further away from the mic. That was my childhood. You might just want to wait till you come back. Um, I feel like like nowadays, like every single horror movie is kind of like the, not the same, but like all the titles are getting kind of like they're running out of titles. It must be in my room. Um, but yeah. Okay. No, it's based on like just it's a bunch of short stories with the creepiest illustrations of all time. Is it um? Is it like anthology or is it like a single through well, line? The normal thing is anthology, but the way they did this is they had like this. They they interrelated all the things. I don't want to spoil it. It's okay, it was, I'm not gonna see it. Was, it was it was it, no? Want to know what it is? It's Tell the me. equivalent of people who like the Fast and Furious movies. That's popcorn entertainment. That it's like if you grew up with it, you're gonna love it. Okay. Like I grew up with those stories. I was like, oh shit, that's the blank. You know. All right, that's uh, that's cool. Like if people can like jizz themselves over Endgame, I can talk about scary stories to tell in the dark, you know? Okay. It's the same type of popcorn filler entertainment. Alright, so my number nine is The Irishman. Um, great movie. Martin Scorsese. Love him or hate him due to recent uh, actions. I love him. He's, I think, in the conversation of the goat when it comes to filmmakers. I feel like it's my fault. Maybe I didn't like this movie that much. I turned it on at like 11.30 at night. Maybe not the best decision I made. Because it ended, because I had to pause it, go to the bathroom, get food. Like, so it, it took me about f- like four and a half hours to finish this movie. Uh, it's three and a half hours, but I do recommend that you watch it. It's not that tough to get through, but it's just, it's really good. 
Um, people were kind of not people were shitting on, but people were kind of critiquing him and taking him to task if he feels like all Marvel movies the same, where he just made another mob movie. This is not a, this is so not like any other mob movie that he's made over the past over his whole uh, career. It's it, there's a lot of new nuances to it. There's a new element he brings in it. And there's a lot to talk about, like the Oscar performance in the movie. In my, in my opinion, Pacino is the best in the film. I think that he should get a nod over the over Pesci or De Niro. And this movie is a lot about like, like, like life. And when you get to the end of your life, and I feel like now that he's become an older filmmaker, he has that experience in his film. That's about like what happens now after you're over your once you're over the hill and now on your way down. Like, what is what is your life now? And that's kind of what he's playing with in this movie. And I thought it's uh, it's it's just a very beautiful film. Irishman number nine. Go see it. All right. Number eight, I have one that's going to piss you off. Okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That doesn't piss me off, but it... No, I take it back. That pisses me off. At least I didn't put it under, like, scary stories. True. But I, I like this movie a lot. I'll save it so you can talk about it later. Okay. Because you love this movie. And I, I like this movie. I it's fine. Movie. I think it's lower on his list. Wait, can I just... Uh, yeah, like one thing I just want to say about, like, like a, lot of, a lot of years I pick a lot of movies that make me love movies more. Like if, if I come in a movie that makes me like have a greater love for movies, that's what I picked. But this year it was movies that like made me want to make movies. This year I had a lot of those. I came out of these, like these make me want to be a filmmaker even more after seeing them. And that's, that's kind of what a lot of these uh, films are. This is why I picked them. At least these ones in my top 10, the ones that make the ones that made me want to make films. So that's one thing I'll say about that. Cause we've talked about this so once upon uh, a time. Uh, so my eight, my eight is Joker. Um, I think it's a very, very well-made movie. It's it's uh, it's just it's visually stunning. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is uh, is great in the movie. He brings a lot to it. I feel like people are talking too much about uh, him in terms of like the Joker performance, and it's not fair because you have Heath Ledger and all this stuff. Because once you come out of a movie, you can automatically be like, all right, where does it rank in terms of latest Joker? It's like you can't do that. You need to let it sit, let it marinate. Like you need to have like years worth where you can actually fully think about like who it is. Also, Heath Ledger had I'm gonna guess like thirty something minutes of screen time in Dark Knight, and this is his whole I think fucking 42, movie. 37. Okay. Forty-two minutes thirty-seven. That's how amazing his character. Is. Okay. But he, he, he Heath Ledger has part of a movie, and and Joaquin Phoenix has a whole movie to himself. It's not fair um, to talk about to compare. They're just different things. Um. It's just this movie, I don't want to talk about spoiling it, but there's certain elements in this movie that really like there's enough in there to make it feel like it's a Gotham City comic book movie, but there's still there's still so much it's just like such like a gritty, really like crime social commentary film. And like the ending is is just perfectly executed and how they choose to show this person's descent. And it it's just uh I, I don't want to spoil it, but there's just certain things in here that really make you feel happy if you're uh, a DC Comics fan. All right, that's my number eight. So we're on seven. You're seven. Seven is this is the one that I said you. I know you haven't seen that. The score was probably what not. I don't think it was the best of the year, but it was like top five of the year for me. I think you haven't seen the movie that I think's the best score of the year. I I lost my body. It's an animated film. Oh, it won at Cannes. Deservedly. I, yeah, I know this movie. Um, I haven't seen it. I thought this was a great movie. It was really cool. I know you like say like animation. Uh, what is it that you give credit to animation that isn't due for live action? Basically, Wait, what? I didn't. No, like I'm saying, like animation has like, like it's easier for an animated movie to be good. Yes, I yeah. think. I think. I as what I said. It was like maybe you just. I think animation is a is a lesser art form. I think like, the the human eye, like you have like you subconsciously like let your guard down more when you see an animated movie. That's fair. This movie had to be animated because of the concept. Of is it, it? Is it an anime? No, it's just an animated. It's a French animated movie. French, okay, okay. Um, no, no anime on my list this year. Okay. The past, all of the past few years would have had like one or two, but no. Not Th since. This premise seemed really interesting to me. It's like, a really good yeah. premise. And it's you want to tell them what the premise it's is? Only, uh, um, it's, the movie's called I Lost My Hand. Or uh, sorry, I, I, lost, lost my I Body. Lost my body. And it's about a hand like finding his body but it's also there's a lot of like i don't want to spoil too much i went into this knowing nothing like i i watched the netflix like trailer which doesn't really give anything away it just gives some cool scenes away mm -hmm. and it's it's really like just a story about a journey but also just the journey isn't just the hand it's also about the character which that sounds so i feel like 
it's pretentious thing, but it's just a great. It's not pretentious. I, it's a great film. I enjoyed myself watching it, and it's short. It's in and out. Like you can watch it in just one sit. What's the runtime? Is like ninety minutes. One minute or one hour, twenty minutes, and that's Damn, not including that, credits. That's that's pretty good. People forget how to make short movies nowadays. Yeah, so it's probably like one fifteen, which is like the length of most uh, DC mo- animated movies. DC animated movies, which are really good. Well, yeah, some a lot of animated movies are really good. All right, so, so that's my number seven. My number seven is the Peanut Butter Falcon, which you didn't see. I didn't. And you didn't mention it that you didn't see it, so fuck you. I I've, I never even heard of it until like a week ago. Really? Okay. Well, this movie is, to quote Jason Siegel in I Love You, Man, just delightful. But he's talking about Chocolat, and I'm gonna not talking about Chocolat. I'm talking about the Peanut Butter Falcon. It is a movie about a kid with Down syndromes who runs away from his like his like like care home and meets up with Shia LaBeouf, who's a runaway because he did some things, and they kind of like form a bond ship. Uh, over the course of the movie, and they actually casted somebody with Down syndrome to play this role, and it was just, it was a, it was a very powerful movie. It's just, it just makes you feel good. It's just, it's just a, a story about like, like struggle and acceptance, and about like being your own person and like perseverance like that. It's just, it's just really great. And like of the two movies of Honey Boy and uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, I think uh, Honey Boy was like the more anticipated one. But I think people came out liking this one a little bit better um it's just it's just very well done uh dakota johnson of 50 shades gray fame is in this movie and uh she's really good she gets a bad rap from those 50 shades movies she's really good she was really good in this she was fantastic in bad times they were right now she's a very great actress so i would love to see her in more movies peter falcon is really good also the story behind how this movie got made is just it's just inspirational like they were like living in like a tent under the under a bridge and like he had like a, like a like a kid all the way across the country they couldn't see trying to get this movie done and they like reached out to somebody to like for just as a last hail mary it's a very it's a very heartwarming story so that's my number seven number six for me uh jojo rabbit which nice you didn't see i didn't see it damn um i don't know i feel like this is gonna be a really divisive movie for people but it shouldn't be i don't think so i don't think it's very divisive i think people are kind of i don't know it's i've seen a few articles i don't know well there's always gonna be a few articles what i love about this movie is like the first i don't know 45 minutes is and this isn't a spoiler at all the first 45 minutes to an hour is like really light-hearted satire like Tom and Jerry esque feeling. Like yeah, satire. I think that's the biggest thing. And then it's just no. There's one scene like there's literally the exact mo- moment you can pinpoint when this movie 180s, and I won't say what happens. Okay. But but it's this this thing happens. All I'll say is when the butterfly pops up. For anyone who's seen the movie, when the butterfly pops up, it's like halfway into the movie, and the butter you see the butterfly. It might be the second time you see. It, I don't know, but you see the butterfly and this and the the camera pans following the butterfly and at the end of that pan the fucking movie changes dramatically that's all i'm gonna say it's one of my favorite shots of the year actually and the whole time it's panning you're like oh fuck i know what about is about to be on the screen and sure enough it's on the screen there it is they were hinting at it earlier in the movie and there it is and the movie from there just turns into like whatever oh god yeah it, it, it really goes from like I don't know, boyhood coming of age to like off brand Schindler's list very quick. Is it because is it like revisionist history or is it just like satire? It's just it's such it's satire. Okay, like all so the it's stuff not rev- that okay. have, like it's not like the Germans win, you know. No, I know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that was your six. Yes. And what'd you say was the movie that had do you think your favorite score? I don't know. There's a few really good scores. Right. Well, my favorite score of the year was Uncut Gems. Uh, that movie is is uh, giving a lot of praise for it. it's like it's chaos. Like that's what this movie embodies: chaos and in terms of the visuals, the cuts, all that stuff. But I think the 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 score in this movie. And for those of you who don't know, score is the music. The composition of the of music is called score. What what are you looking at me like that for? Fuck you, prick. Uh, Uncut Gems is a great movie, not just because of the score. It's Adam Sandler who finally decided to not do fucking dumbass Grown Ups 2 again, blended fucking Jack and Jill, Dunkachino. If you haven't seen Dunkachino, go Google Dunkachino and then cry. Look at what this man has become. Fucking Al Pacino embarrasses himself in that fucking movie. Oh my god. Uncle Gems is great. Uh, and Dina Menzel plays his wife, and it's weird to hear her not singing Frozen and actually acting. Uh, 
And if you're a basketball fan, you'll like this movie because it deals with uh, – it's not just that Kevin Garnett is in the movie. It's, it's a lot about basketball in the, in the world of it. And uh, especially if you're a sports gambler, you're going to like this movie a lot. But it's um, it's just a movie about a one man – a, a man's spiral – and like, and just how like a back against the wall kind of story. It just, it's just, it's just a hectic, chaotic two hours. That's just so beautifully well done. Not beautifully well. It's kind of fucking scary, but it's, uh, it's just so good. Uh, I, I think everybody should see this movie, and I think that he's gonna get a nomination just because the Oscars love a narrative, and the narrative of Adam Sandler like, like falling from grace and doing all these shitty movies and coming back and doing this great Oscar movie is like, it's a very good narrative that I think the Academy wants to, wants to latch on to. So that's my number six. So I think we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and give our five through one. And I'm going to say the, the bunch of other movies that I have right here. Thank you. Hello and thank you for joining us. We're back here. Second half. The I almost said the update hour. Not the update hour. Days and reviews. Important. Important distinction. Don't call us the update hour. That's not our show. Uh, so we left off with my number six was Uncut Gems. Your number six was... Uh, Rabbit, I think. <laughs> and now we're gonna get to the top five. These are the top five best movies of the year. If this no. was the Oscars, no, ten years ago, this would be the best picture nominees. No, I'm, I'm afraid you have some dumb shit in your top five. Oh, I do. Because I only know. I do. On my top five, I think you've seen one of these movies. I have some dumb shit on my top. Five. All right. Well, we're gonna send you your fifth best movie of the year. Okay. No, this isn't dumb. My number five is The Irishman. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good pick. Right? Talk about, talk about, I can't about. really say anything that you haven't said. I, mean, I didn't say that. Much I'm about a it. sucker for Scorsese. He's my yeah. like favorite. So, and it was really cool to see him go back to his like mod. It was kind of like a sending off for everyone. Yeah. Um, similar to Tarantino this year, I feel like both of them kind of like did what they kind of wanted rather than what would have made the best possible movie. In the sense that, like, I feel like like Tarantino's movie was very distinctly Tarantino, maybe a little more pretentious or like a little more not pretentious i would say like these both movies both like they didn't quite feel like a, a tarantino or a scorsese I think, these two movies i think it's because they were kind of like more introverted-esque like movies for them yeah like they're they were really they were just, as they were just a bunch of scenes put together in a very nice unique way I rather than that. i disagree with that whole hard i don't thing. think i don't think well that sounds like a slam no it's not a slam a bunch of scenes put together that that's a, that doesn't sound like high praise uh, well, you, like, for example in you wouldn't see that on the blu-ray listen, cover listen, listen. that would not be in, on the blu-ray cover no, listen in goodfellas the first line he says or like one of the first lines is all my life, I've wanted to be, to be a gangster, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and it sets you up, right? Yeah. When I was watching The Irishman, I felt like I was just watching this guy's life. It was different, you know? That's the point I'm trying to make. I think, yeah, I think that that's because... The plot has... wasn't... Even though there was a plot, like, some people have said, like, oh, there's no plot. That's false. That's false. But even though the plot's not at the forefront, like, like it's. I felt like it was a lot of vignettes of this person's life... I mean, somewhat. ...put together rather than a straight-line plot, such as... Endgame. Well, yes, it wasn't a straight. Don't don't mention the time travel movie as a straight line plot. No, but this plot in Endgame is very simple: get people back alive, kill Thanos. Well, they well they did kill Thanos. Right, well, spoiler alert! <laughs> First five minutes of the movie. Yeah, but uh, that's that's my number five. Was it the, they did decapitation in a in a in a Disney film? Isn't that kind of fucked up. For like the one for the one franchise that doesn't do anything, people are like, "Dude, Endgame's dark." Come on, no, it's not. Get the fuck out of here. There's no dark Marvel movies. I actually thought Marvel trying to be dark made it like. Oh, I lost all hope after Ultron. Fuck! Didn't didn't you wish that? Spoiler alert: Endgame's not on either of our lists. Because fuck that. Um. What? Don't give me that look. I'm kidding. I know. Don't give me that look. You're not funny. Wouldn't you have loved it instead of the snap? He instead of Iron Man, he would have been like, "Fuck you." And did that? That was bad. I thought the fuck I you. am Iron Man line wasn't that good. I, I want. Like I wanted. Were... I wanted him to say "fuck you" so I, bad. I just feel like Iron. I am Iron Man wasn't. It was. It was very good. Did you see that video of that him saying that as the ball dropped? Yes, I that did. Was, that I was did. cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think I think this movie, especially, I don't want to get it in the way, but it definitely feels like this is a guy who who f- is making movies as uh, a person who's better on the block. To say yeah, he he doesn't have anything to lose, so he can afford these extra thirty or forty five minutes. Is what I'm. Is yeah. a better way of putting it. Which Tarantino I mean, and Scorsese made movies that they knew they only they could make. Yes, with, with the liberties. Like unlike uh, another movie that I saw this year, that I think we have different opinions on. That was pretty long. That was even shorter than this. That I felt like 
that movie felt a little bit like he was self-indulging and just had to make this movie a certain length. I know. I think I know what movie. Yeah, you do. I hate probably. that movie. I know. Yeah, oh, you know. I hate you. Uh, but that movie I felt like was long just to be long. And yes, it, it wasn't good. And, and and the Irishman was long to tell a story. I think that's the only movie that I have like a visceral reaction because I was I had such high hopes. We'll talk about that movie yeah, later. We will. We're gonna hold on to that because yeah. I, I had because you know yeah. I still got a couple Go spots. Go, you're five. You're number five. My number five is Dolomite is my name, yeah, I haven't seen it. which I had no idea I was going to love this movie as I, much I as I did. I, I, I turned it on one night. I, did, I watched like three movies in a day because I was trying to cram in to see movies for this list. Yeah, I actually did. Similar. And I and I saw it turn on this movie at like 2 a.m. I turned it on. I ended it. I turned it back on after after it ended because I just was so in love with this movie. It it Eddie Murphy turns in a great performance. It's just such a it, this movie is it's, I think it's kind of i think it's like two hours it, it, it fucking goes this movie is a quick two hours it's it's brilliant pace everybody in this movie every supporting character like um oh my god the fuck's his name oh my god the guy from the office craig robinson he's great in it he's one of the main guys uh oh my god uh keegan michael key is great in this movie he plays kind of like a he plays like a like like a key and peel character that you would feel like you would see in a in a sketch uh wesley snipes is great in the movie it's a movie about a guy who's like, I want to be famous, and I'm gonna do. Okay, what's that from? Pokemon. Pokemon. Fuck that. Which I did see Detective Pikachu. Was that this year? That was this. Okay. Year. Did you forget about that movie until just now? It's my number one. Okay, that's not true. Uh, fucking. Oh, so it's a movie about a guy who is kind of like, I want to be successful in this thing, and it's about a guy who has a goal. I want to be successful. I want to be funny. I want to make money being funny, and I'm gonna do what it takes. And, I, and I'm gonna take every. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take every chance I can. I'm gonna bet on myself. And this movie teaches you to bet on yourself, no one to believe in yourself, and just kind of like take the jump. Sometimes you gotta. You gotta. You gotta bet on yourself and really kind of like go after and chase your dreams. And like I said, this was a year of, of a movie. This was a year of movies that made me want to be a filmmaker. And this especially was one of these movies that made me feel like yes, I can. It was make me believe, and it was other people that like if you have something you want to achieve, that you can at least you, you can at least try to do it. And you know what? If you fail, it's fun failing sometimes. Dolomite is my name is is just a very good movie. I encourage everybody to see it. It's on Netflix. You have no reason not to watch it. Dolomite is my name is my number five. Nice. Your number four. I'm, okay, this is where the horse shit comes in. I'm sorry. This is such a guilty pleasure movie. Um, <laughs> And I hate it because I was roasting everyone for putting Endgame in their top 10. But dude, I loved Far From Home. Okay, I was about to throw a pen at you. Why? What did you think I was doing? There's Endgame. No. Okay, good. God, you know I don't really I like know, it. but I was like, I thought you were going like, oh, what's like, the achievement? Fine. Like, Endgame's fun. Like, but it, I, I, I'm not in a rush to ever see it again. You know what I mean? I watched if it. If Far From Home was on TV right now, I would be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I concur. <sighs> I've seen Endgame more just because Endgame came out first, so I... I mean, the the last battle scene in Endgame is worth the price of admission, you know? Because that's mm -hmm. what we've wanted to see for, like, ten years. Anyway, fuck that. It's not about Endgame, though. It's about... Far, Far From, from Home, Home. Which is... Great movie. So good. I love it so much. It's like... I mean, I like the coming-of-age genre when done right. Like, I, my thing with coming-of-age, my, like, love-hate relationship with it, I like when coming-of-age movies focuses on, like, the character and not on, like, the love story, which it inevitably is going to have. Because I feel like the I character... love the love story in this movie, though. I thought it was no, I don't. But I'm saying, so my thing with love stories is my same thing with comedy. When they're in a movie, they work better as subplots, not the whole movie. That's why I'm not a big rom com guy. Oh, that's I why. Love... I, that's why I'm not like a big. I love rom coms. Comedy. I don't like comedy movies really. But like when your movie is like an like a coming of age movie or an action adventure, which is what both of these it like is what yeah Spider Man and Far From Home is. Um, I think when you have a love subplot and like all the comedy and stuff comes like just naturally, it's so good. Um, Tom Holland as Spider-Man is, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man, the equivalent to like, it's, it, I mean, the perfect Marvel casting will always be Robert Downey Jr. Because I don't think there could ever have been another Iron Man as good as him. Dude, that is Iron Man. I still think that he and uh, Ryan Reynolds are, a, it's, it's a, it's a coin toss. Okay. That's fair. But yeah. Okay. But I'm saying like, but Tom Holland is like almost up there. I think he's born to play Spider Man, dude. He's so good. He's electric in the role. I think Jake Gyllenhaal was such a fun villain. He was enjoying oh, he every was second. Spoiler alert: Jake Gyllenhaal is no, the villain. If you know the comics, you know. Seriously, I, I didn't know that even, he was the villain. I don't even read the comics much. I, I, I don't either. I, I read a, I read comics for a little bit, but it became too much reading. 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dead ass. Like it was like there's too much reading comic books. Also, um, side plot. I've, I was reading a two issue, two issue series, and then once I finished the first issue, it said in order to be followed up on the second issue, you need to go read this issue. I'm like fuck off, the fuck comics. But um, I didn't know the comics, and this was actually with the twist. How do you feel about the twist in terms of like narrative structures? I feel like maybe it makes sense. But like they defeat the fake villain yeah. with, but there's still like a little good amount of time left. Yeah. So what I thought was gonna happen was they were gonna defeat the fake villain, and and that Quentin Beck was gonna be dead, and then a multiverse Quentin Beck was gonna come and be evil and be the villain for the second half of the movie. Um, I thought that's what was gonna happen. I I I thought it was just gonna be a guy with magic. But it, they made it. I don't science. know. I don't know the comics because now that Doctor Strange happened, magic is real, and like Mysterio could just be using you know magic. But they made it sciencey. I don't know. I thought it was really. Cl- I thought the it was clever. Was it was really cool. clever. Um, the the little twist with Nick Fury didn't make a ton of sense to me. I and I I, th- I just thought it was unnecessary. I like it for one reason because the real Nick Fury, I feel like, would never let this punk ass dude like get away with yeah. pretending to be. Also, like they're Shield, they don't know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, but. They're, I don't know, they're aliens, so they're, that kind of helps it. And, like, uh, one of my favorite scenes of the year. And, like, you know how Endgame is, like, okay, my least favorite scene in Endgame is probably, I have a lot of least I have 20 scenes, least favorite scenes in Endgame. But I think the one of them that comes to mind is when Hawkeye's, like, murdering people as a samurai, and they, like, randomly make it into, like, Kill Bill 3 or something. Oh, God, like I scene. thought that was a dumb scene. It, it was just so out of, like, pocket, like, so out of context. It was just different. And it was just them trying to be dark, and, and it was, like, you shouldn't be here. Neither should you. Okay, like that's Marvel trying to be dark when it doesn't work for me. I'm sure a lot of people love that scene, but I thought it was dumb. However, what I think one for it. What I think what I think is an example of like a dark scene. It was also just a really sad scene, but I loved the scene. It's probably my favorite scene in the movie. When he's in the field of flowers and he has to make happy like Hey, like, are you the real happy? That's person? my favorite I, scene in that movie. That's one of my favorite Marvel scenes of all time. Because you see legitimately, it's not, it's not like he's a 35-year-old man playing a teenager like the other fucking two iterations. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a scared kid who's saying, like, happy, like, prove to me you're fucking this guy. Like, it, it's, oh, this the fear in his in his voice is just, oh, it's so good. I, I won't talk anymore about it. It's a waste of time. Also, J.B. Smoove is uh, he's so good in that movie. <laughs> to say my catch is J.B. Smoove is a national treasure. He joins the he joins the likes of Walton Goggins for that honor. National Treasure, JB Smooth. If you haven't seen Curb uh Curb Enthusiasm, he's great in that. Uh JB Smooth is just so fucking good. So that's my number four. So my number four was Knives Out from the guy who made the most divisive film in the history of film, Ryan Johnson. I don't think that's true. You I I will th- no, die on that hill. I don't think Ryan Johnson, that is the most divisive film of all time. Divisive. I, I, it's yeah. It's, I know. We had this. I know. We had this discussion, and it's it is. I'm still gonna say divisive. That is the most divisive film of all time. All right, I, I Last Jedi. Star Wars: Last Jedi. Uh, Knives Out's great. It's 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 a murder mystery thriller comedy, which seems like it's a lot of weird genres, but it's blended together so well. It's such a great script. Um, everybody, this movie star studded. Everybody in this movie brings their A game. Uh, with Keith Sanfield, who's also in Uncut Gems, is both great in both of these movies. Daniel Craig deserves an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Anna Darmus uh, is is a kind of this is her like uh, emergence role. It's like this you're gonna see a lot from me after this. She's great in this movie. Everybody in this movie, it 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 takes a spin on the murder mystery and the who done it. It kind of like makes it a little. Uh, it it turns it on its head. Not turns it on its head, but like it it adds a new element to it, and it kind of like. At the end of it, they're like after every murder mystery, there's gonna be that scene where it's like, oh, like this is the reveal, and this movie kind of does that, but it kind of doesn't. It it plays with your expectations a good amount, and it's just very, very well executed and perfectly acted. Um, I, that's all. This movie is just it's really good. That's all. It's just a very good movie. That's what I have to say about it. Yeah, Knives Out number four. Go see it. When I'm probably out of theater, so you may have to wait a couple months. Knives Out number four. Uh, Knives Out number three. <laughs> oh shit! You saw it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, fuck! I did not know that. I loved it too. I, I won't beat a dead horse. I agree with everything you're saying. It was my number three. Damn! I did not know that you saw that. It was actually filmed in and around uh this area. Yeah, like so it was Medfield for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Needham. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. system, both those towns. Uh, you can see the the Norfolk County uh something something in it. Mm-hmm. Which is just pretty cool. I didn't know that going into it. There's lots of weird movies that just randomly take place in Boston, like Equalizer, or in like the Greater Boston area, so like the way way back. Yeah, way way, but I don't think that takes place. I think that like I think that's kind no, of like they a, filmed that. In- it, no, 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 but I don't know. They, I don't think they never say like because no, this this movie takes place 
in Marshfield, but yet it's a bike wire ray, a bike ride away to fucking Waterwiz, which that's like on the other side of the state. Yeah. But um, but I'm saying I think that's kind of like an any town USA kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's shoes. It's a great place to set movies. Where's your number three? My number three is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What was my number two? So I know what your number two is. Uh, maybe. I do. I don't think you do. You texted me, though. Um, my number two, I mean, no, my, I almost my number three is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This movie is just fucking brilliant. I watched it again last night just to make sure I loved it. I had it at number five. I watched it last night and moved it up to number three. It's Quentin Tarantino not being, well, he's still being Quentin Tarantino, but he's just, he's actually like, he's just telling a different story now, and it's a great story. Uh, I will say until the night of the awards that Leonardo DiCaprio deserves this fucking Oscar. He's better than fucking Joaquin Phoenix. He's better than Robert De Niro. He's better than Adam Sandler. Just watch the scene with him and uh, Julia Butters uh, when they're talking about Easy Breezy and then watch him in the trailer. That whole sequence at the ranch is just fucking amazing. So watch have eight, have eight fucking whiskey sours. He's going to stop three, drunk fuck, whatever. The, oh, he's so good. Uh, also, Julia Butters. He's the little girl in that movie. She's fucking amazing. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's it's his third revisionist history movie. Revisionist history movie. Uh, it's just so good. It's two hours and 40 minutes, but it feels like it's 90 minutes. It's so good. I mean, and we talked to a couple people that we had known that had seen the movie that didn't like it. And those people, I think, are fucking morons. I'll say it right now. They are idiots. Can, so you're saying you don't understand how someone could dislike this Okay, movie. I can understand that, like, maybe this movie isn't for everybody. Yeah, this movie is kind of for people like John's me. John's favorite movie is the Fast and Furious franchise. So, of course, he's not going to like this movie. I wasn't going to say his name. Well, it's just a name. Uh, yeah, John Watt, you're a moron. Okay, see, that's, you said his full name. I just said John. People who listen to the show know who the fuck John is, that's if they're true. listening to me. Like, they know my friend's John. Like, like, But uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is just so good. It is kind of made for, for film lovers, and but it's just, it's just so good. Like I, I just can't describe it in terms of just like... It's such it's such a fairy tale. It's such an, a well executed. Uh, just every single scene, you feel like everybody's bringing their a game, and just everybody wanted to make this movie so much. And you can tell that Tarantino was really passionate about this film, like because he just this is kind of the stuff that he he loves. Other he loves old Hollywood. He loves Hollywood in general. He loves other movies so much, and just making a movie about that is just is just like uh, it, it just comes together perfectly. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my third favorite movie of the year. All right, so number two. And you're number two. Doing the, you're number two. And then we're, and then we're going to do the, yeah. My number two is Parasite. Okay. And it would have been my number one if the ending was better. See, my thing with Parasite was that I felt like the movie had a very quick and drastic tone and pacing change. And you're not going to like Jojo Rabbit, bro. I don't know what to tell you. That's just a, I hate when people say tone and pacing. Okay, that, maybe That's tone, a very specific. Maybe tone is okay because like, because I feel like Parasite though, was similar to Jojo Rabbit in the sense that it meant to change the tone. I hate when people talk about pacing. That's just such a dumb... No, it's not. No, it's so dumb. You know what? Fuck Endgame. Why pacing? That's what I'm saying. I disagree. I think that movie's not No, Endgame's pacing is bad. No, it it's isn't. Bad. Yeah, Age of Ultron's pacing. pacing is bad. Bad pacing. Endgame no, is bad pacing. that is false. You fuck are lying. Pacing. You are lying. See, but like, what the fuck? You can't argue me on it, because who the fuck knows what the hell? You know what I mean? No, like, you know pacing when you see it, dude. And... and, and it's everyone's go-to when they don't like a movie. I'm not saying this is No, it isn't. No, here's... I'm not saying this is your thing. I'm So don't get defensive. Okay. I'm saying this is people. When people don't like a movie and they don't know why, the first thing they say is pacing. You can't tell me otherwise. I think that maybe sometimes people lean towards it, but I think you can't tell that... You can't say that there isn't actual specific t- pacing issues in films. Like, I think that films are paced deliberately and specifically... But like, like I talk about the way way back. That movie has so a like very odd pacing, say, but I think people, that works for that movie. Say, so okay, the main argument against Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would be this movie's pacing sucks. I I could see how that pacing in the movie would bother some people, but I loved it how the movie was spaced out and how how it was uh, executed. So the pacing in Parasite wasn't bad. You just didn't like it. I think that it was a little. It was very. How is the pacing in Parasite not better than the pacing once? I think that it 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 changes very quickly, and it and it and it. it So changing pace is bad. No, not changing pace, but the way that it does it, I think that it just does it so quick, so fast, and it kind of just like is just very drastic. Maybe if once upon a time in Hollywood did that, more people would like it because a lot of people hate that movie. I mean, like people love that movie. No, no, no. Your people love that movie. Your people. Yes, average. Your people. Average fans. I, I walked out of the movie theater, and the five guys behind me. 
were like, dude, that movie fucking sucked. Oh, I hate those people. Well, exactly. So they're not your people. Okay, but I'm saying that my thing is I think that it changed very quickly and very drastically in that movie. You're not going to like Jojo Rabbit, then. Maybe I will. Well, then be consistent. No, I'm saying, but maybe I won't have problems with it in that movie because they like not every movie is the same. I don't know. Movies are definitely I think, executed. I think, Paras- I, think, I think Parasite also, some of the point of it is to be a bit of a satire. No, I'm saying, but it goes from being a very big social commentary satire to changing into a different kind of thing. No, it's still, it's still ma- it. it still maintains that theme, it but it does it. it in a much different way. Yeah, but it, and that's, it's it's a good shift. I think most people would agree. I'm not saying it's a bad shift. I'm I saying, I'm saying it was pacing. just very jarring. In, in the end, see, if you said I don't like the pacing because I thought the ending droned on too long, I would have agreed. The ending did drone on a little I bit. I would agree because that makes sense. I The ending didn't drone on a little bit. Yeah, but, I, uh, I think that I, I, there's a specific part of the movie where they should have cut, like, faded to black. And I think the ending would have been really impactful and good. But I want to talk goes, to you off. It goes an extra 10, it goes an extra 10 minutes. And I'm just like, this is fine, but. You were. It was literally my number one movie, and I just didn't end the way I wanted it to end. Parasite. I, I'm not gonna say. I don't want to say that it was necessarily good or bad, but I think just jarring the way that it changed about the halfway point. I thought it was cool. I thought the twist was I, Shyamalan prime Shyamalan. I liked. I liked it a lot. I just thought that it was very jarring. And it really, it makes the word the title like Parasite bold. Yeah, it does. Like originally, it's like okay, I get how this is Parasite, like blah blah yeah. blah. But then it's like, oh, it's more. Parasite. I don't. I don't want to say that I don't love this movie. I, I love this movie. I yeah. think it's. It's. I think. I think that it's a little bit better than some of my movies. But I'm just gonna watch some of these movies much more. Uh, but I, I mean, I can't yeah. talk too much. I admit, I have Far From Home at four. So. I mean, so I, I. I'm gonna watch Far From Home more than I'm gonna watch this movie. Oh, I am too, but. Uh, but Parasite is. It's very. It's a very very if, good. If fucking the ending movie. was better, it would be my number one. But it's my number two. Okay, that's number two. So my number two. You thought that it was a different movie. It's not that movie. My number two is Little Women. All right. You you look angry. I'm not angry. I, this movie is... I, I did not think I was going to love this movie as much as I did. You... Uh, yeah, no, go on. Sorry, what? No. No, 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 no. I, I Go on. I'm no, gonna, no, no. No, I'm not talking. Go no, on. no, no. I'm not going to talk. And you, I need you to finish your thought. You are a fucking asshole. Uh, directed by Greta Gerwig. Starring uh, her two leads uh, from Ladybird, uh, not two leads, but uh, Tom the Chalamet and uh, Saoirse Ronan. They're like this movie is just it. It, it kind of does the um, the like on like the non uh, continuity uh, style of uh, telling a story. I don't know if that's how the book is, and I think that I'm actually a distant, uh, well, not distant, like a relative of the person who actually wrote the original novel, Little Women. Mm-hmm. So, so my grandma tells me that I'm related to the person who wrote this story. So that's cool. Jane but Austen? Did she write that book? I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think she wrote that book. I have no idea, man. Jane Austen? No, Jane Austen's British, isn't she? Oh, I just keep talking. I'll search it. Um, but yeah, this movie's great. Louisa May Alcott. Who? I'm so fucking. Yeah, stupid. Jane. You just thought of any old like I of novelist. Just, I just yeah. Jane Austen. Emily Dickinson. Jane Austen <laughs> sounds right. Uh, <laughs> God, I'm terrible. I'm not talking about this movie. Right, this movie's so fucking good. Uh. It, it it does the 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 time jumping like like the one story one story one story and the way that it, it matches these shots but it takes place in the same takes place in the same uh, location uh, same characters but the way that it's shot executed and acted just shows you the 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 detail that went into this movie there's there's one specific sequence that has the same actors same set, same setting that just is so powerful the way they change it over the years. Um, uh, this movie has the most beautiful woman in the world, and I found her this movie, Florence Pugh. Oh, yeah, oh my God. After I saw this movie, I was like, Mom, I'm going to marry this girl. Oh, no, my God. She's so gorgeous. She was like, she's only like 23, 24. So once I move to Hollywood, I'm going to find when her. When did you see this movie again? New Year's Eve. Okay. Because you did text me after you saw it. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to look for. Because I, w- I didn't want you to know that I liked it this much. Because I wanted you to surprise at this very moment I brought up as my number two. Yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, I, it wasn't like an angry face. It was like, what? Yeah, that was my face. It was. I, it's so good. Like, I just, it's just very, very good. It's a story about, uh, basically like life and what happens. Yeah, and this like, is why you fucking messed with me. You said just saw Little Women. Dot 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 dot. I have thoughts. Yeah. Let's and I said let's hear him. And he said and you said not worth it. Yeah. I said word. I'm not gonna see it then. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you phrased it as some I, shit. I, I, I forgot that you, you said. I, I just saw Little Women. I have thoughts. Then you said not worth it. Then you said my night is beat. <laughs> and then you yeah, said no, I, I really want to consume alcohol. No. Hey, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I did not say that. I meant my night was beat in terms of like I'm just staying at home. 
Uh, yeah, but I read it as wow, that movie must have sucked. I'm not no, okay, it. my apologies. Go see it tonight. Uh, it's very good. If I have nothing to do, all right, we're running out of time here. Two is Little Women. All right, let's do these honorable. Right. Do your honorable mentions. My, then. I'll right, just so, list the movies I've right. seen. So I have two things. My my dishonorable mentions are the movies that are on everybody else's top ten list that, that were nowhere near making my top ten. One is Booksmart. Fuck that movie. That movie wasted my time and my money. That movie is not good. It's okay. it, it 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 I felt insulted as a as a as a teen, as a, as somebody who wants to make movies. This movie felt like oh, this movie has four screenwriters and it feels like it. That's not good. Uh it it just it uh, and I like the leads in this movie. They have very good chemistry, but I feel like sometimes they just oh, this movie disappointed me so much. It, it, this movie is very dumb too. Uh Endgame, nowhere near my top ten. It's it's fine. It's it's a three hour uh fan service. For those people complaining about uh, Force, not Force, uh, Rise of Skywalker being fan service, fuck off because everybody fucking sucked Endgame's dick. Well, I didn't, and I don't think the movie's good. Okay. I haven't even you haven't seen, seen it, and I'm not going to. Uh, two is Rocket Man. No, not no, not that movie. No, not good. Uh, two things about that movie. Uh, I didn't. I went into it not knowing it was a musical, and it was a musical, so that kind of made me maybe maybe not like it as much as I did. And that movie just felt very like it. I don't even know what the fuck that movie was. Uh, Terry Egerton is getting Oscar buzz. He is nowhere near the best actor conversation, in my opinion, over anybody in the conversation right now. And then last is Fighting with My Family. That's in a bunch of those top 10 lists of the year. That movie, all right. So I'm just gonna give a spoiler. This this movie ends with her fighting for the WWE Divas Championship and winning. But the thing is that she knew she was gonna win before she she fought. But she it's shot as as like a sporting event but the whole movie is shot as like oh you need to build it and like this is how you get like the movie is shot in terms of like the WWE is fake and it's storyline so you need to do this but yet the ending is shot to be like a sport like Creed. yeah it's shot yeah so it makes no sense i was like yeah, that makes no, no skin, sense yeah. to make the, the, the but you know what it is because the real life thing is the real life climax is her getting a phone call from vince mcmahon like hey we're gonna make your divas championship cool that isn't that doesn't play well on film like a phone call like that is so they have to do this thing which they, they kind of well they kind of do a scene like this with with the rock where she calls her family tells her that she's gonna have this opportunity but that's probably not how that went down that's just not, I know for a fact that's not how it went down because she said that's not how it went down so the ending of this movie makes no fucking sense so that's why it kind of left me with a sour taste in my mouth uh that's fine with my family my honorable mentions are Spider-Man Far From Home uh Richard Jewell the uh the Clint Eastwood movie High Flying Bird it's about the NBA lockout uh Ready or Not is so good. So no, it's not ready or not. Ready or not is so good. Uh, it's it's kind of like uh, Overlord. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much like Overlord, but I think Overlord's a bit better because this movie kind of. Did you Redbox Ready or Not? Yeah, I did. Okay, I Redbox Ready or Not, and uh, my other album mentioned, which is Midsummer. Uh, which what I I'll say I liked the movie, but that movie felt like it it had a lot of potential, and then about an hour in. Ari Aster said, fuck it, I'm not going to use the thing that I set up, so I'm just going to make random shit for a bunch of shit. Like, that's kind of what happened. Was like He 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 says, like, oh, well, he puts a lot of stuff out here. Like, oh, here's here. Here's here. What am I going to do with it? Nothing. But it, I, I still liked what he had, what he was doing with it, and it was very, it was interesting. But that movie felt like it was very self-indulgent. This movie was so fucking pretentious. It was two hours and 20 minutes. The man, the man, I'll give him credit. He made one of the best horror movies of all time. And then two years later, decided to suck his own cock. A year later. On screen. A year later. Whatever. Yes. I still think that this movie, there's so much good in it. But at a certain point, I was like, you, 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 apparently like, also there's a director's cut, which is stuff that he wanted to do. And it's even longer. You did not need two hours and 45 minutes to tell this story. You, you dragged on for an hour about these dumb fucking side things. It's like there was so much in here that you could have explored. Yeah. I was very disappointed when I got to like the hour and 25, hour, 30 minute mark. Because I was like, this movie was very good. I was like, then it drags. Oh, it has, no. When I, I'm so conflicted on it. Like the reason it's not at the bottom of my list, even for how, it literally is, the last hour and 15 of it is everything I hate about movies. But the first hour of it is one of the best like buildups in a horror movie. Well, quote unquote. It's not even a horror it's movie. Not, it's really not. It, it labels itself as one, but it's yeah. really more of just like a period piece. It's it's not a period piece. It's like a drama. It's, it's, it's a drama suspense well, no, but when jordan peels like this is one of the best horror movies i've ever seen in my life like come on man. it's not a horror movie yeah it's like yeah there's creepy shit in it but it's not a horror movie uh there's like yeah 
I there's just I feel I have such a complex relationship with this movie. It's like I feel like there was there was there it's was the, the first hour I was on my seat. I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And then the second hour and fifteen is so bad. It's there's 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 specific points in this movie where I'm like, dude, you could have you could have zigged but you zagged. It's just uh and yeah, I won't get into it. I could do a whole discussion on why I think it's, it doesn't make sense and isn't good. I think it makes sense. No, no, but no, no. Not it's it not in terms of plot and stuff. I'm saying like decisions, decisions, and how we're supposed to feel about characters. See, that was a thing that I feel like he kind of changed. To, they a little tried bit. to make the boyfriend seem like this horrible person. He wasn't a good boyfriend by any means, but like to act like this boyfriend deserved to be. I'm just spoiling. I don't care. Spoiler. To to act like this boyfriend deserved to be burned at the end of the movie. Come on now. He didn't deserve yeah. to be burned alive. Well, that was, I think, the thing. All of the comments are like, oh my God, he was emotionally abusive. No, no, no. He was emotionally distant because he was he wanted to get out of the relationship and didn't know how. But, like, oh my God. So, it's not, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it too much more. I'm just saying, the things that they wanted, they didn't really hit home for me. I'd say, like, like just going back to spoiler, there's a lot of things in here that, like, that are explored, but I feel like they, he explored the the worst parts of the setup. Whereas I feel like, like the movie is about the breakup and also the, the changing of, uh, of this person's like, she's just in a very fragile sp- spot in her life. And the way that they go about, like, I just, this movie could have been so good. This movie could have been the best movie of the year. It really could have. The first hour is that good. And then once certain things happen, I wish that they had played a little bit more into like the uh, like the claustrophobia of it and like the kind of like the uneasiness of it. But they kind of don't like they kind of play it as still like like even after specific things happen in this movie, I feel like it could it should have changed a little bit and became more of like a but it didn't. Like it still kind of stayed the same way. It's like what are you, what are you doing? I don't know. I just think about something on my phone. <sighs> I don't. I just when I I don't want to talk about this movie. We could do a whole hour. On this no, movie, I, I, like I, I have a toxic relationship with this movie. All right, so those are my honorable mentions. What are your honorable so do mentions you and quotes? The movies, because I only saw uh, eighteen. Yeah, what are the other movies that you saw? I saw. Eighteen. I, I want to say, Will texted me last night. I've seen thirteen movies. Now we've seen eighteen. I, I, I had to check what movie. So some right. of them I just forgot about. Okay, and you, they're all at the bottom. Okay. Um. So in order, because I ordered it. Uh, the King didn't even get through it. Thought it was boring. Oh, okay. Uh, the Perfect Date. Um, I don't know why. What is I that? It. I don't know. I, I it got really good reviews. I thought it was gonna be. What is it? It's like one of those Noah Centennial whatever. Movies. Oh, uh, it was, it was, he's playing He Man. Oh wow! Uh, Midsummer is my third tourist. <laughs> Captain Marvel, right above it. Captain Marvel just just uh, existed. Yeah, it's like whatever. Detective Pikachu was way better than I thought it would be. Still <laughs> forgettable. Yeah. Uh, right above that is Us. Uh, yeah, I thought you would have liked that movie. No, more. it's. It, I can also explain why I think that movie is extremely overrated and not that good. I've liked the scenes I've seen. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah. Not besides, I mean, <laughs> even Midsummer is not bad. I think even okay, The King isn't bad. It's just boring. Yeah, but yeah. The Perfect Date is kind of bad, but it's like also kind of good in like a guilty pleasure way. So I don't think any of these movies are bad. But yeah, so Us would be there, and then Marriage Story, and then Endgame. Okay. So I've only seen 18 movies. All right. And That's, so those yeah. are the movies that didn't make my top 10. I've talked about all the movies I need to talk about. Other movies I don't really need to yeah. dive into. I mean, I knew what my number one was going to be when I saw it. I Same. I came out with my, 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 my movies. That's my number one. And every other movie I see after it needs to dethrone it. And then never got dethroned. I'll just say my number one because it's like everyone's number one. Or no, it's so many people's number one. Everybody's number one's Parasite. Okay, kind of. well, that would have been my number one uh, if it was just I, a better ending. What's your number one, then? Joker. Oh, yeah, fuck. How did I not know that? You didn't, yeah. I'm, I, mean, I, I made it very clear when I left the theater. I was like, listen, something's got to beat this or else it's going to be... My number eight. I think, I think, I really, truly think, though, if I had seen The Lighthouse or 1917... I, I think 1917... I think, I think, I think those could have yeah. been my number one. Everything else that I... Like, Honey Boy, Hala, uh, Honey Boy Hala, Ford V Ferrari, Uncut Hala. Name. At Astra two posts. I don't think any of those would have beat Joker, but I do think Lighthouse in nineteen seventeen could have beat Joker. Same with me. I think I think Lighthouse could have definitely dethroned movies on this. I think nineteen seventeen uh, would have dethroned movies on here for me. Yeah, I mean they definitely would have dethroned mine. I have, I have scary stories to tell. In scary the stories dark. to tell in the dark. Oh god! For someone who like says go, like I'm, I'm not really like I'm just kind of a casual movie fan. You have a French anime movie and scary stories to tell in the dark. French animated movie. I said French animated. I thought you said anime. My French. Bad. There's no such thing as French anime. 
No, I know. Yeah. Well, there's a French dub of anime, but. Well, yeah, but. Um, Joker's amazing. Just go to someone else's review to hear them like jerk it off. I don't know. I can't say anything different about it. My it has. It has. It. It's also in my top five favorite scores of the year. Spoiler or not? A spoiler, I won't spoil. But the best scene in the movie for me is when the two guys that he used yep. to work with come the into midget. his apartment. Yeah. Uh, the little person. The fucking midget can't even uh, open the fucking door. Don't touch it. Don't spoil it. If you haven't seen Joker by now, you deserve to get it spoiled. It made over a billion, dude. Everyone's seen it. Okay, that that scene when he kills the guy and then the midget trying to get out but he can't reach the door. He's like, off. Of, so can you open the I door for me? And you have no idea what he's gonna do. I think it might have been Jeremy that said. I don't know. Jeremy I don't, Johnson. I don't, I don't watch Jeremy much anymore, but I, obviously for Joker, I had to see it. Yep. Uh, his reviews, and he was like, "That's the most," or it might have been Chris. I don't know. I don't watch either of them much, so I forget. Chris Stockman. Um, so film reviewer. Yeah, those are the only two I ever watched. But anyway, like one of them was like, "That's the most Joker scene I've ever seen in a live action movie," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "Yeah." That's, that's just pure. Like I'm fucking with your psyche. Yeah, that, I'm like, I'm. Because Heath Ledger's Joker was psychotic, but this one's more like Joker, like base, like canon Joker. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like and that's that, the only comparison. Like, I don't compare the two. I think they're two completely. I don't compare the My brother. We got out of the movie, and this friend called him, and they were talking about it. Then they go, all right, so who do you think's better, Heath Ledger or him? Like, shut the fuck up. Want to know what I do to di- make the distinction? I think of Heath Ledger's Joker as the Joker, because that's how they talk, and they say, oh, the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker as Joker, because that's how they... He's like, can you release me? Can you introduce me as Joker? And I consider them two all completely right. different characters. Uh, okay, but... That's yeah. how I'd make it. So why would I compare two completely different characters? But I do like the thing of like uh, what what Heath Ledger's Joker says he is is what uh, Joaquin's actually is like. I just do. It's like no, you don't. You are a methodical like you yeah, are. And that's part you of plan the, shit out, yeah. and that's that's not part that's, of the whatever. Yeah, like that's just part of the plan. Like it's like bullshit. Like that's not who your Joker is. Your Joker is you were a methodical guy. You thought things through. You had a plan. Like you you did all this stuff. But Joaquin is like I just fucking I just like, he was an agent of chaos. And There's literally like, only like a five second part that I don't like in that movie. Besides that, that five second part when um he it was way too on the nose when he was like, "What do you get when you cross a society with a misfit?" Blah blah blah. You get what you fucking deserve. And then he shoots him. That was way too on the nose. I thought I they they could have wrote that better. I mean, yeah, I still saw it. I still thought it was very good. I besides that one, and also like as as someone who's seen Taxi Driver and as someone who loves Scorsese, there's a lot like of similarities and stuff. I completely Ooh, yeah. agree. But like you, hot take. They're similar. Yeah, like, heard it here first. But like what? What's the? I don't get why people use that as unless it's like a shot for shot remake. Then I understand why it's like bad to be similar. Like this, this movie's oh every everybody Tarantino Tarantino steals from everybody. You yeah, kidding me? Exactly. Yeah, uh, well, he's not stealing. He he's inspired by things. And then dude, he, he has like direct scenes. Okay, that's fair. But like it's like hey, Amy Schumer has a career for parallel thinking. Why can't Tarantino? <laughs> don't get me started on that. If you want to watch, there's like a 45 minute comp- like compilation of her stealing jokes. Fuck Amy Schumer. Uh, that's uh, my number one is everyone's just, number one. Uh, mm, oh, or like every generic person. Every generic person. person's number one. But no, like, not to say that you're generic. I, listen I, to this I movie. openly think I'm just a generic movie guard. No, Maybe a little you're more. Not, taste. You're not. But you, uh, you, no, what you I noticed is there wasn't many good animated movies this year that I saw. I can't think of any. Toy Story 4. But I didn't fuck see that it. movie. I didn't see it. Lion King, but fuck that movie. Yeah, that's animated. That's I mean, animated. Detective Pikachu is basically animated. That's animated. Well, that's mm, not really. But it was like, Detective Pikachu was a solid time. I I didn't mind it. It was way better than I thought it would be. But like, for example, I didn't see uh, Claus, you know, the fuck? <laughs> Klaus. Klaus, whatever. Not Claus. Klaus. I, like, I didn't see... White Klaus. White Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> nah, get it? Because... Um, I didn't see in How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World, but I'm sure that was good. Oh, love that I saw the first 15 minutes of the Lego movie, the second part. Was that this year? Yeah, and I was like, No way. Early this year, I oh my god, I forgot about that movie. Um, and I wasn't, I was like, eh, I haven't seen the first one, so I shouldn't watch that. I love the title of that movie. That's such a Lego Lego movie, the second it's part. It's the Lego movie two, two the, the second, second part. part. That's so good. But yeah, uh, I'm done. It's all you, my guy. What's my, what's my number one? Um, just say it. No, you know what it is? No. Ford v Ferrari. Yeah, I know what it is. I just don't think Ford v Ferrari is so good. This movie is is a lot like uh, La La Land in that like is there's a scene where Ryan Reynolds has his monologue where, like people love what other people are passionate about. And every time about this movie, this movie is, is you just like seeing this movie because it's so these it's just so these two guys who are who are these huge racing fanatics and it's you love seeing them at work like riff off each other christian bale and, and uh matt damon just work so well together in this movie and they're like they are just 
it's just everything I love about movies. This movie is such a, such a, a story about like, again, betting on yourself and betting against the odds and kind of like just perseverance, working hard and achieving that goal. Like I, I, it's funny enough to say as it is my number one movie of the year is the movie that I can talk the least about just because it just such like, it just, it just made me love it when I was in the theater. It just, it just grabbed me into my soul and said that you love this movie. And like, that's all I can say about it. It's like, there's just so much in it that just made me feel like this was the movie that was going to need to be dethroned by the end of the year. And it never was. Um, it's my favorite movie of the year. James Mangold is an underrated filmmaker. He directed this Logan 310 to Yuma. Uh, people are sleeping on uh, a James Mangold. So those are our picks for the best movies of 2019. I mean, not best, just from what. All I right, said. our favorite movies of 2019. Yeah, thank you. Um, so good amount of these movies are on Netflix. Catch, catch them. I, I recommend seeing every movie we talked about in a positive light. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to have 1917 on my list next year. That doesn't count. I saw it in January. Doesn't count. If it's it's up for the 2019 Academy Awards. I cannot wait to have it on okay. my list next I'm year. I'm seeing that tomorrow. All right, and. Thank you. Goodbye.